that was a big point. Big point. He just pointed at me. It's like the whole hand. I know. It almost hit me in the face. Welcome to As the Road Returns. Uh, it's a little bit different now having the promos ahead of time with the disclaimer. So I don't have to do that. But this is me, Carlos, and uh, hey, baby. Hey. I love you. I love you. Yeah, it's Trish. And then birthday, buddy. I'm here. And it's our here. birthday this weekend. Yes. We're Happy here. birthday. We're on location. Happy I mean birthday. vacation. We're on vacation. What? what? Yeah, vacation working. Happy yeah. birthday. Trish and that. Trish has fancy pants on. It yes, is. she does. Mm-hmm. And great cleavage showing. <laughs> right I think now. that was required. And then there's the hippo. Oh, Oh, yeah. man. Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. The hippo's been at it all day preparing all afternoon. ones and have yous about the podcast today. Very important podcast, which we weren't it scheduled to do. It is very important. It is. Um, so, but we took him to like have fun first, and yeah. then he just, I thought it would help. It didn't work. It didn't work out. Well. <laughs> so, you know, lots of things happen. We do have a special guest today we should introduce. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to introduce a special guest, buddy? Yes, we have, in case anyone hasn't noticed, we have recently <laughs> gone viral on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with Hi. over 13 million views on a post. Oh, and <laughs> the amazing words that accompanied some amazing photographs that caused us to go viral were written by our nurse, our new nurse friend here, Lizzie from Hi. San Diego. San, San Diego, uh, known as a whale's vagina. The whale's vagina. Yeah, uh, you know, scholars. I, mean, <laughs> I think it means St. Diego. Oh. Well, we'll no. agree to disagree. No. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it's whale's vagina. I, I love the fact that you can quote Anchorman right off the bat on this show. I mean, so she's the winner. So, you know, this year we'll get the opportunity to meet you in person twice because we have to go to San Diego twice. Yes. I was going to say, when you get here, look me up. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it'll be awesome. Me and Jason will be driving to San Diego twice. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. Very He's very excited about it. Come on over. I'll feed you. I have a great house with a, you know, nice little tranquil backyard. Awesome. Oh, awesome. There Come on go. over. There right. we go. <laughs> so, so lots of things um, happened this week after, you know, the Monday night football game, it's kind of shocked the nation, you know, um, yeah. stop, you know, everything in its, in its place, you know, right. we, you know, but we, we like to start with good news. The good news today is that he is awake. He is extubated. He is talking. He FaceTimed he his team. FaceTimed his team. Incredible. He appears to have no uh, neurological defects. Yeah. Amazing. Super awesome. Yeah. Super awesome. Um, it wouldn't be as the rotor turns and we didn't do our podcast like we're like we're supposed to. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, so we're going to uh, turn it over to Trish real quick. Yeah. Who's got uh, a Urban Dictionary word of the week. Uh, CPR. CPR, Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. We have a guest. Do you like to guess what the actual definition of it is? Well, from, she she needs to Urban Dictionary. she needs to be warned ahead of time what <laughs> what our uh, you know our intentions are. <laughs> yeah, it's so from Urban Dictionary. There's a lot of shenanigans here. Yeah, and Jesus. we love Urban Dictionary's words. So mm, yep. we're curious to know what do you think CPR means on Urban Dictionary? Oh God. Um, there are so many meanings. And it, it, I, the, the worst think, thing you can think of is probably still not it. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Cherry <laughs> popping rectum. 
Oh, oh, there you oh, go. All right, look, she—that is a good one. She yeah. stole mine. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be a nurse if I didn't. Have yeah, a yeah. I've seen a couple of those. Yeah, she yeah, likes right? to practice those. <laughs> I do not. Yes. With spoons. No. With spoons. Whatever. <laughs> she works in the ER. She sees that stuff all the time. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> Jason. Um, I I would say it might be chasing potential. <laughs> reggae reggaeers <laughs> I don't know we're not in Jamaica I don't know I love how his mind works a Jamaica <laughs> yeah I love how his mind works fuck you Jason <laughs> yeah so we can swear on this program yeah. oh yeah absolutely yeah you feel free to express yourself yeah. and if anybody did we gave a disclaimer before the show started and if you know anything we say may offend you you can turn the shit off yeah so um, Amanda any um, guesses um, I'm gonna go with corned poop roll. Oh, oh <laughs> well, no, no, I love how we were several of us were in the butt region. Though. Yeah, well, yeah I, mean, I was not, I said several. <laughs> so, baby, give us a couple meetings there. I'm not gonna take a guess. You're not gonna guess, no, because we got important stuff to talk about. So, we got you know, a couple right. definitions. It's short for cock to pussy resuscitation, oh. saving a dying pussy with a healthy dose of dick. That's one. Oh, <laughs> I have There's performed a that. crazy penis reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a technical term. There yes. is cock penetrating regularly uh, when your girlfriend is horny as fuck and needs dick all the time. Oh, who do we know oh, like oh, that? I don't know. Who do we know like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she carries spoons to bed. <laughs> There's also like a Russian CPR. Yeah, really? Anybody want to guess what that is? Oh, the right. act of blowing into a woman's vagina while simultaneously double fisting her ass. Oh God! Good Lord! Oh my God! God. Hey Jesus! We just—that's uh, against NATO. <laughs> I, oh my God! Okay, there's, well, there's moving on. Ways. Wait, wait. There's the so, Outback CPR, the act of flatulating into another's ass while the unsuspecting prey is urinating or distracted <laughs> in some other manner and facing away. <laughs> oh my God! I think we just lost Lizzie. Uh, she yes. hung up. <laughs> so for anybody listening to the show live for the first time, we're kind of like, we're you not know, teaching that, by the way, we're, I would say about 10% educational. And then we have, uh, you know, 90% of shenanigans, a whole bunch of fuckery. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so much, fuckery. you know, so it's, uh, it's kind of insane. You know, the, the, uh, your post that you, it was named perfectly, you know, um, you did a great job. That's unbelievable. And uh, Amanda, when we saw it go up, and Amanda read it to me, I was like, "Man, I got goosebumps!" And same. And, and then to go the next day and like see the amount of people that it actually has reached and stuff. It's crazy. It's the amazing. amount of comments that talk about like the first time. I love the CPR. stories. I do too. Yeah. I, and I we are definitely in a winning position because obviously, you know, everything that gets more than probably a thousand views there or comments there's gonna be shitty comments and there have been some people have opinions and that's fine um but the good in that post has definitely outweighed all of the negative absolutely there's so many good stories i've never had anything like this happen to me in my life like, who, <laughs> me who either the hell, 
<laughs> who the hell am I? I'm just some chick. And like, I wrote something after a shift of it's like work's been shitty. It's it's people are yep. super sick. Yep. And I was just I was responding to something that one of my friends wrote, friend and colleague who is, you know, a CCU nurse and worked in the COVID unit. And she's a um, she's the code nurse and her husband is a burn ICU nurse. Oh. And she had said like she had it. I don't know if you guys saw my original post. If not, I'll share it with you later. But it was we as medical professionals and first responders, we forget that this is not normal. normal. It's yeah. not normal for people to see this. Yeah. And yeah. like I what you see on Grey's Anatomy and ER and The Resident and all of those shows, it's not real. I In my career, in my 16 years as a nurse and 20 years total in this profession, I've seen one person wake up and be like, oh, my God, but never say thank you. It was like, what the hell did you do to me? Yeah. <laughs> because it hurts. We shocked her three times. Yeah. We went to like a VTAC arrest and we shocked her three times, with 400 joules. And she woke up and I mean, we did CPR as well. And she woke up screaming. Yeah. yeah. Kicked in the chest with a mule. Yeah. So to go back to this, my friend was like, I don't understand why they're like not getting him off the field and like keep playing. And her husband was like, reality check. This is not normal for everybody. Yeah. They just watched, you know, their friend, teammate, 24 year old man drop dead. Yeah. Yeah. And like, thank God that it was witnessed. Thank God it was you know, people were quick to respond and thank God he's awake now. Like yeah. they did everything right at what is the university of Cincinnati, I believe mm-hmm. oh, man. they did everything right. Um, yeah. and it's amazing. It really is. But, and I watched it, I was watching it live and I was with a friend of mine who's also a nurse. She and I worked trauma together and our, her husband and my boyfriend are non-medical. My boyfriend's a <laughs> film editor. Her husband was a flight attendant. So we're, she and I are sitting there going back and forth like, rewinding it, rewinding it, watching what happened, trying to yeah. figure it out. Like, cause that's what you do during a code. You do the H's and T's. You do all of the things to try and figure out what the underlying cause is. Yep. And we're going through there trying to dissect it. And they're like, this is so disturbing. What stop? Like just turn it off. Please. Like, this is upsetting. So that's why it, that's why I wrote this. And you do forget, like, it's very easy to forget that most people don't see what we see. Like we see some awful stuff and we just, you know, push it down and maybe it'll come out later. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you go and you cry for five minutes in the bathroom, like cry when you get home. Yeah. Maybe you don't. And then, but that's the thing. Like I had another friend of mine who's a doctor, he's a hospitalist. He was like, I don't remember my first code. I don't remember my last code. I could be coding people all my entire shift and I wouldn't remember it burnt out. Wow. so it's sad, you know, um, to go back a little bit, but you want to tell people about yourself a little bit. Sure. So, you know, who you so are. I work in San Diego. Um, I have been a registered nurse for a little over 16 years. I have worked pediatrics. I've worked um, cardiac surgery, stroke, ortho, pretty much everything except for the ER and the ICU. <laughs> um, I currently work surgical oncology, transplant and plastic surgery in a step down unit. And our patients are pretty sick. Um, I work with an amazing team, and I'm in grad school. I'm in my last year of grad school to become a nurse practitioner. Oh, nice! That's awesome. That's awesome. I wanted to do more, and <laughs> I it's it's starting. It I needed to do. I need a change to like 
start to feel like I am making more of a difference because I'm, I feel like I, as a bedside nurse, I'm starting to lose my autonomy and more and more of that is getting taken away from us. And I get frustrated by like when I work at a teaching hospital, like I, (laughs) I've, I've been doing this stuff since some of these, you know, doctors have been tying, like learning to tie their shoes. Yeah. Super before arrogant, they were born. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Doogie, for the Doogie Housers out there. But it's frustrating when it's like your years of experience are. Don't mean anything. I don't mean anything. And it's like, I've seen this and it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to do the best for my patients and it kind of falls on deaf ears. So I wanted to learn more to learn maybe like the, the, the provider side of why, the rationale is what it is, but I just want to do more. We're we're in a shortage in this country, and healthcare is a mess. And yeah. I think I could do good. It's the busiest I think the systems have been ever. Yeah, and you, there's the most overworked that that we are, and your your post cannot come at the more like of a like I mean this this thing like it, it's the best time it's been a it was a week and, and you know we we had this uh come to Jesus meeting at my job where you know we were talking about you know the system getting busier are we are we a number or are we just somebody you need because you know in aviation um it's dangerous when we start thinking that, that way mm-hmm. and it yeah. destroys the, the the culture of safety that we have and not only can we kill ourselves we can kill the patient we're trying to transport you know and yeah. And we had this big discussion about it, and then the, this this thing shows up, and and you're right, like we forget like the things that are normal for us, and the things that are not normal for other people to see, right? And then to to sit there and and to have played the game uh, 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 after this this young man just got taken to the hospital, and you don't know if he's got a pulse or not, you don't know if what his condition is, you know, we don't know what the news is saying is right or not, you know, to play the game right after that would have been to just ignore that a human just died. Right. It's, it's a disrespect. Yeah. I mean, to his life and his legacy and his family and disrespectful to the, like, I'm, I've never been on a sports team where like a football or hockey or anything like that, but as a dancer on a team that way, but, my my work is my team. My coworkers are yeah, my team. Yeah. Like I ain't playing we work football. together, right? So if my if one of my coworkers were to drop dead, right, where we had to perform CPR on them, and then it was like go back to work business as usual. No way. I don't think anything of any one of us would have functioned. We yeah. our patient satisfaction scores would have gone down because we'd have been <laughs> super yeah. nasty. Yeah. And like, why is the nurse crying in my room? Yeah. But, yeah. That's what we're expected to do when a patient dies. I think it would have also set up for a lot more injury. Because yeah. now oh, you have yeah. these guys playing this high contact game. And they're some of them are angry because they're emotional. And that's how mm-hmm. emotions come out. And others are just not focused and whatever. So now you're hurting each other more. Oh, yeah. and the ambulance is gone. And we're, you yeah. know, we're still waiting for another one to come back. Um, but. Yeah. You know, to me, it, it it wasn't like I wasn't. I was amazed how many people were shocked that the game was canceled. I yeah. I was amazed that like yeah. you know people were like, man, what's going to happen now? What do you mean? What the fuck's going to happen who now? Gives this a is shit. Yeah, yeah. Who gives he didn't a fuck? Just number break one. His leg. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Number one. Yeah. Number two. Mm-hmm. You're in the end. This is the fucking NFL, and if you don't have a contingency plan, if we got to call off a game, yeah, to play this game again, then you 
are they, they're the wrong idiots are in charge. Right. <laughs> well, isn't that usually the case? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, damn, like, it's not surprising. But listen, as a football player, I play football, you know, as an adult, not at the at the pro level in the NFL like that. But the fact is, is I would never fucking go back on that field and play. No way. Uh, that, that night or, no. you know, at all. It'd be hard. It's, it is shocking what happened. I don't know it, if I could step foot in that stadium again, to be honest. It, it's very, very shocking. And, and one of the things is when you look at the actual clip, you look at it and you go, they, they barely ran into each other, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and what most people would think is like, man, that could happen to anybody. And it, and it really could happen to anybody. But um, I guess you, what you were talking about before is that it, it's something that, that is a uh, high, uh, high propensity for, certain people certain races certain uh yeah we we it's funny it's it, not funny but like me and uh, uh cory richter what we're what the play happens cory goes hey man they're doing cpr on some dude and on the field he's a good guy that works for us here and uh he we see the replay and we both say it at the same time it's like oh, komodo cortis you know what i mean here you go you know being struck on the chest and What's one of the things that when you like read up on Komodo Cortis is that, you know, the larger the heart, the, 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 the bigger the target is. And, um, you know, sometimes black males have a larger heart just through it, just yeah. hypertrophy. And it's just a, a natural thing that happens, you know. Is there anything else that they have larger that you can think of? Well, oh, you want to find out? Yes. I, well, he does. Uh, yeah, he does. We, he see, we, have, him. It, we yeah. have it in our, our text. He's seen it multiple times. <laughs> you know, if I could take a sidebar on Jason's <laughs> measuring ability of shit, let's oh not. Let's Holy not. shit. <laughs> so, so Lizzie, yeah. uh, yes. I have up here one of the um, people. Uh, the the amount of people that you reach with your posts, and I don't know if you've been following this, but so, this uh, one the one I have right now is one point <laughs> three million. I and that was amazing. <laughs> I that is so, not it. So Jody, who runs this account, yeah. yep. I used to be. She was. A, I was on a radio show many many years ago here in San Diego for like a year. It was talk radio, kind of like the, the, before podcasts were really a thing. She was a guest on our show. We've stayed in touch, and she's amazing. So she asked me if she could post this. Now, keep in mind, this is on my personal page, and I've had 45 likes to it, yeah. like three <laughs> comments to it. And then so she you know, she sends it to me, and I go to work. She's like, I'm posting this. I'm like, cool, whatever. Go to work. Have a great shift. It's a wonderful night, actually, like in all seriousness. I had great patience, great night. Um, and she says, sends me a message in the morning. She was like, uh like 400,000 and I was like uh uh-uh. uh and then it was like 700,000 20 minutes later and I was yeah. like what is going on and then I had people texting me and being like is this you like sending a screenshot of this from my friends being like cuz I my my Facebook thank god isn't tagged in it because I've had that happen to me before with with things and like literally have gone to my work and try and get me fired for things that I've said on oh, like people's oh, private oh. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't need yeah. people are nuts, man. I didn't need they people are. like trying to find me. And like that's not yeah. even my real name. Yeah. To be honest. Um, <laughs> it's your radio. Not my name. Real. 
<laughs> well, yes, yeah, it's a, it's an alias. I mean, yeah. Lizzie is my real name, but like the last name's not mine. We love but having I people make, on that, do, that don't like having their name said. Says we, we we change it every yeah change every it every time. time. We say it. So yeah. <laughs> so one of the uh, the last updates I have here is uh, twelve million. I know we're probably surpassing thirteen million. Oh. How how do you feel like knowing that that many people? actually like care that much about your post and and have something to say about it i it's really surreal um i'm like still floored by it and then like i've tried it's impossible to keep up with the comments so i I will get alerts when people like tag me it's usually people that have negative things to say or like really positive (laughs) things to say but i've been amazed at how few people have been nasty yeah i have oh yeah and then when the people that have been nasty, the like literal maybe a hundred people at most that I've seen, um, the people then come and fly to my defense. And yeah. yep. I'm just like, I've yeah, never seen anything like that. I'm like, I, I, I don't know how, and you know, <laughs> I don't know and how you, this happened. There are those assholes out there that are just oh, yeah. doing it for a reaction that, that yeah. they, yeah. you know, they could care less about what the topic is but they want to you know they want a reaction so yeah exactly it's like you know oh you you now you've gone viral i'm like i don't give a shit that was not the intention is to go viral i mean cool it's bringing my i mean my favorite part about being a nurse is being an advocate and like educating people so that they can take better care of themselves and not end up back in my care but also I'm a union rep. Like I, I advocate <laughs> for my patients. I advocate Dude, for I my coworkers it. and my profession. Like I'm a fan favorite in the C-suite. Let me tell you, I have hey, the, the biggest was, mouth. Listen, uh, I'm I'm not a fan favorite of the people I work for sometimes either. Yeah, but you know, uh, I mentioned my patients love me though. Uh, yeah, I mention a lot of shit, and you know, I mention stuff that, you know, I'm the best worst employee you can have. <laughs> Cause yeah. I, I'm gonna push, like I'm gonna do the rules to the very edge of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna break them, but then I'm gonna make sure you know the rules when you try to write me up or try to do something. Oh, I yeah. will do the, I will do everything I do when I show up to work is to make sure that the people I work with are in the best possible uh, mental space and physical space to do the job, and that the patient's getting taken care of. After yeah. that, I don't give two shits what you think and don't think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, um, but you know. Buddy, what what you got going on over there? I oh Kim, <laughs> we have a oh yay, we have a good comment. Uh, Kim Sanders on her Facebook page. She first asked if she could share our live, um, and she says, "I'm a former ICU RN whose comment has blown up under this post. I've just been blown away by the number of responses to my comment. Obviously, this whole event has struck a chord with people." I feel strongly that this is something that needs to be talked about much more. Death, end of life planning, when to do CPR, and when to make the choice not to. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so many factors to that. I don't know if you guys have read what Kim does. So Kim is an end of life doula. She left the ICU. Oh, wow. um, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, I knew yeah. either. Hospice mm-hmm. nurses, but like mm-hmm. my... So I came, I came into nursing... I didn't choose this. This chose me. My mom. I would. I was gonna be a party planner. I want to be a party planner when I was in college. Like my first year, I was like, I'm gonna, you know, graduate. And I'll tell you this brief story. The synopsis. So my mom got sick at the end of my freshman year, and stage four metastatic melanoma. 
She was 46 years old. I'm 41. Wow. Like she was in and out of the hospital all summer. And she seized my poor, like 80 year old grandmother saw her seize on the floor and like, she was arthritic and like very crippled and witnessed my mom, like basically dying. So she went to the hospital, went to ICU and visiting hours did not apply to my family. They kicked my dad out at shift change to go home and like make sure his teenage daughters weren't fucking up the house. We were. Um, and I would go there with my friends would like stop at the hospital at four o'clock in the morning and let me go upstairs and say goodnight to my mom and her ICU nurse pulled me out and was like, what are you going to do when you, what are you in school for? And I told him and he was like, you're wasting your life. And I was like, fuck you, dude, you don't know me. (laughs) Like he was like, you want to be a party planner? What are you going to do with that? Like you're wasting your life. And he was like, I was like, all right. All right, guy, like, what should I do? He's like, you should be a nurse. I was like, uh-uh. No, sir. Don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to clean up poop and pee and vomit. Touch <laughs> up and he was like, if you think that's all we do, yeah. then I have clearly misjudged you and you're not paying attention. And then he was like, I've seen you with your mom and with us and with the doctors. Like, you have it. And you would be wasting your life. And I actually got the opportunity to write him a letter and give it to him five years later after uh, five years after I became a nurse. And my That's mom awesome. actually died on 9-11. Wow. So every time like school sucked, it was hard and I missed my mom and I was grieving. But everything I do is because of her, like because of her. And she changed so many lives in her short life and it made a huge impact. And I carry that and I carry um, her ICU nurse. I believe his name was Derek or Dennis. I can't remember trauma grief um but yeah he those two they they changed everything i forget where i was going with this but um you know it's just it's just one of those things where um any anything that somebody that is outside of your little circle can do to make you feel better to make you think about something differently or a different way you know is helpful and and that's kind of what happened with this this situation um, birthday buddy is going to go over some of the the details of it. Yeah. Oh, you were done. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, he pointed, you want to jump he in? Pointed, he pointed. I'm at not you. allowed to look. I have to face you. Oh, not yeah. him. Well, I'll, I'll give you a sign when I go. So like helpful. This, yeah. He's pointing. Oh. Okay. Or or steal. Yeah. One of those, oh, yeah. One of yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so just a little background to those of you catching up. Um, obviously, it's something that at this point has been viewed worldwide. Um, there was a football game Monday night, Bills versus Bengals in Cincinnati, and a player, Damar Hamlin from the Bills, was hit in the chest by the shoulder of T. Higgins, who I also have something to say about that when we get a little bit further. Mm-hmm. To p- the play was over. He stood up and immediately fell backward to the ground. The team, uh, medical team rushed over to him, and they were able to assess that he was unresponsive and not breathing. They immediately began CPR in the middle of a football field surrounded by thousands. Because there were emergency crews on the field, trained and prepared, he was from the he collapsed and got to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center within 30 minutes, which is amazing. Yeah, that's and they got him back before they moved him. Yeah, obviously. So, um, so one, I was just going to ask really quick, Carlos, um, with that with that specific uh, situation, if they hadn't had you know a defibrillator and AED, would they? still be able to help him and, him and again we're uh, speculating that it is komodo 
Komodo cordis or, yeah. you know, that's yeah, it hasn't how, been official. You know, right. so speculating that it is Komodo cordis, your heart's in a sense fibrillating, right? Mm-hmm. So having a defibrillator right then and there, being able to, fix you, you know, fix the problem. And then the biggest thing is the high quality CPR that yes. he, he was getting right off the bat, I think is why you have the, you know, that's the the big chain in this whole thing. You know, right. machines, you know, machines are great. Yeah. AEDs are amazing tools to yeah. have. But is the person pressing on the chest? High quality CPR yeah, is high quality CPR. Yeah, Absolutely. right away. Like he collapsed, identified, and it was just all done in that, yeah. you know, American Heart Chain of Survival. Absolutely. I mean, you couldn't yeah. have a better picture for that, you know. and you, Limit time off the chest. Yes. And they yeah. compressed them. They got pulses back. And then, you know, he he did code again a few times but again he's in the presence of cpr right and this is why you and eventually drugs yeah yeah i mean they had to have had epi on them yeah absolutely and you you know what's insane is is i I, just weeks ago i was talking to people about being at the listening in on the aha updates and the different things and uh traumatic arrest and cpr versus no cpr and all the different stuff the heads up cpr all these shenanigans that are out there and let me tell you something uh press on the chest you know you know let it recoil yeah and and then do it at the appropriate rate that you can't get any better than that nope staying alive baby yeah Yeah. you you can't get any better than that um the other thing that again speculating that is you know if it was komodo cordis and um, there's the, the Stokes Adams patient, which is, you know, something else we brought up as you research and you look through this, which is that person that has just a prolonged refractory period that eventually causes them to go in and out of like things like heart blocks and VFIV and stuff like that. If he was in that prolonged phase of that refra- relative refractory period, then he getting been hit in the chest at that right time yeah. could cause you to have that Komodo cortis, you know? Um, there was somebody with, when we were bringing up and researching, you know, brought up the, if it can be a long QT problem and it's impossible because he's in the process of running. Right. So his heart rate's fast. And yeah. Long QT is not a problem when your heart rate's fast. How do you fix prolonged QT, speed up the heart rate, you know? Yeah. So, so the other thing that we were thinking of, um, as like the possible differentials was maybe he had, a um, a cardiac tamponade like if he got hit in just the right way and his little tear in his heart and he because he he stood up yep. and then he dropped and if i thought i saw what i saw i saw his hand go up so yeah. maybe he did maybe i don't know so only time will tell but yeah what well, the really actual cause is yeah yeah he's alive. all really matters is he's alive and the people that worked on him like recognized it jumped to it and high quality cpr and yeah the a- whatever AED or not, like yeah, it's, just, on the chest. it's a CPR. Like you are manually pumping that heart, and that's yep. all that matters. You don't even have to do respir. Like I mean, the AHA doesn't even recommend doing respiration. Not, not, not anymore. And and you know, it's one of the interesting things to prior to the show. I go back. I go. Let me just do some last minute stuff in there, and it's just question around the table here. What do you think the year that the actual recommendation for compressing on the chest came out? Oh, 1950 something. Yeah, go back. 1844. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, really? Yeah. So, no, not. not <laughs> so, when you look at it, it's actually 1904 is like when the wow. people recommend where one doctor actually did it and uh, was able to resuscitate somebody. 
1904, he was able to do Look resuscitation. 1924, uh, six cardiologists, because nobody was listening to the research from this other doctor in Chicago, created the American Heart Association. And uh, then they started to do the research on it. But it's not till like 19... This is the this is the kicker here. So 50, 1957, around there, they were starting to do stuff. 1957, John Hopkins uh, was starting to shock people and see if it really worked or not. Some dog animal studies. But in the 1960s, Dr. Safford, Dr. Peter Safford, and uh, some other doctors were just got together and basically took all the different research combined mouth to mouth and the external cardiac massage mm-hmm. and uh, with the help of the American Hearts is when they actually started pushing the CPR. You know, my favorite, uh, everything, all of that is beyond important. My favorite thing about this story is that he, because he had high quality CPR so fast, he has no neurological defects. He woke up, still intubated, was able to write. His first question yeah. was, did we win? Did we win the game? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I read that. You know, and... Oh, what a guy. And for, you know, for us and our fire family, that is something that is very near and dear to us because we have, you know, our own personal walking miracle, that same thing, yep. high quality CPR, and, you know, we still have him. Yes, he is crazy, but that's not new. So there are really no yeah. neurological defects going on there. Allegedly. Well, but on and, top of that, so like I would imagine I, from what I read, and I don't know what is real and what isn't anymore, but they also iced him. They put him, they cooled him down, yeah. slowed his metabolic rate, and that is probably another portion of it. Yeah. So all of this research that has been done um, – with the advancements and what we can do to help save people's lives is so important. And the fact that anybody can go and take a CPR class now, like they really should teach. I remember we learned it in, in health class, I think in like middle school, but I feel like it's something that should be taught every year. It should be part of your like driving retest. It should be part of, well, it's part I of, mean, it's part of yeah. uh, Florida schools now. It's in the Florida school things. So, like, yeah, there's two opportunity things, like eighth grade and then, again, somewhere in the 11th grade where it's, like, one of those things. I'm not sure it's mandatory yet. It's not mandatory. It's not mandatory yet, but it got passed in the legislature uh, mm-hmm. 2018. So it's, uh, you know, probably in that period of getting it started for everybody. Good. Yeah, which is And great. now we do CPR on, like, you never used to do it on somebody who had, like, an LVAD. And now, yeah, now do. we're doing it. Now, we are. Yep. now we're yep. doing it. Yep. Now we're doing it. Yeah, uh, so we have Dan Miller on, uh, chief from the Bye, County Dan. of Lakes. Um, but before we get to him, I want to have a uh, birthday buddy read this message from Facebook. Um, Rachel says, the nurses in the ICU that took care of my daughter before she passed were amazing. I'm now friends with them on Facebook. We're so sorry to hear about your daughter. However, we are so glad that you had a great experience with your nurses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Heather, Heather Fred um, was also talking about how long they worked somebody on scene prior mm-hmm. to uh, transporting them. CPR saves lives. So, uh, Chief Miller, if you want to go ahead and take over the floor and just quickly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story. Hey, how's it going, everybody? What's hey. up, man? Hey. Yeah, beard, beard and glasses? Who yeah. are you? Retired. Yeah, you know how it is. You know, retired life. That's how it goes. I yeah. love it. for you. That's awesome. Yeah. So... This whole thing's kind of surreal for me, actually. You know, I, I watched it live right as it happened Monday night. And I was like, wow. And, I, you know, my kids were all starting to ask me questions about what do you think happened and, and that kind of stuff. So I was just doing my best to, you know, 
give him my thoughts on it. But uh, I told him, I was explaining to them, since you guys are talking about CPR, I'm like, the best thing for him right now is to sit there and just do compressions. And yep. that's exactly what they did. And, and why exactly do you say what... that? How long no. were you dead? <laughs> that was total or just the first time? No. <laughs> <laughs> Total. <laughs> I, total, I, I've had 90 minutes of compressions. Oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah. you know, that was broke up over three different times, you know, once at the scene, once in the ambulance, and then again at the hospital. So, Can I ask you how you felt after? How did your chest feel? How did your lungs feel? <laughs> oh. No, in all seriousness, though. Like, when, yeah. when, so the, what I've noticed so far between my situation, obviously, and, and DeMar's is I can't believe that he could remember – the details like he woke up who won the game you yeah. know wow. i i still can't remember a two-week time period so yeah. it, it's, it's just crazy to me but i also i think i was out a lot longer than he was too yeah but um it, yes it, the pain it, ugh, the chest it hurts for you, we, weeks afterwards i remember being in the cvicu and we were trying to smuggle in heating pads and stuff because yeah. we were trying to do anything we could to get the pain in your shoulder well, did, yep. did uh the one i think we did record danny before yeah. Danny's yeah. on the show so we definitely will put the, those notes up there so people can go back and get kind of like the whole feel of that story at that time you know and everything but you know danny did, did you know like if they, they did you get cooled and stuff like that at, uh, oh, you got to the hospital yep yep i was uh they cooled me down did the hypothermia thing um all that kept me sedated you know and like um, for the people that are listening in for the first time, which is a lot of people, <laughs> uh, it, you when you base you called nine one one on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had been feeling weird for a few days, actually probably a few weeks, and then I was just at home, and you know I called in sick to work that day, and I from what I was told, I called nine one one and said my back hurts. You know, send the guys out here. I think I'm having a heart attack. Yep. So. They did, you know, and I opened the door for them and they were like, hey, chief, what's up? And I'm like, man, I think I'm having a heart attack. And then face down yeah. right in front of them. So oh they worked right, right there on the floor, got me back in the hospital or got me back on the floor, loaded me up. We started transporting halfway to the hospital, coded again, a couple rounds, got me back, got me to, you know, to the ER and just by chance one of the greatest you know cardiovascular surgeons there a cardiologist was there and they all they just went to it and started doing all the craziness man and and doing things that they normally wouldn't do which they put me right on ecmo while i was in the cath lab they didn't even take they couldn't even take me to the they couldn't take me to the or none of that um they actually did 45 minutes of compressions on the cath lab table Wow. Just so they, they had to do compressions just to get the, the diet up to flow so they could see what was going on. So when I went back and visited the cath lab, you know, a month or so later, they were like, hey, you want to see your video? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they played a video of them because they video everything in the cath lab of a nurse doing compressions on me. That was wow. really weird to watch. Oh, wow. my God. Can I ask a question? The crew sure. that ran on you, what did what happened after they ran on you? That was my question too. What happened to them? What do you yeah, mean? Did they, like, did they go back? To did work? they go back to work? Yeah. So you knew them, oh, right? Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They finished their shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From what I was, yeah, what I was told, they they went back, finished their shift. 
They were out of service for a while. Um, they were at the hospital for a while waiting with, you know, everybody else. Family. Um, so they were out of service for a little while, but they did, um, once they, they kind of stabilized him and put him in the CVICU, they went back in service and they all went back to work. Wow. And how are they yeah. after the fact? Like, well, none of them really liked him, so <laughs> they were they were perfectly fine. <laughs> you, you, Do you I want to know? Life? I don't know. <laughs> we have some absolutely amazingly tear jerking video and photos of the crew outside the hospital doors greeting him when he left to go home. Wow, that saved yep. him. So and you went back to work. That's the other thing people need to know. <laughs> he yeah. did. You. Oh. Went- how many more years after your heart attack did you work at the fire department for? You just retired like a couple, like two weeks ago, right? Yep. That, so that that happened October of 19, mm-hmm. and I just re- December of 22, so three more years. Yeah. Wow. You're insane. Yep. And, <laughs> and I do think it is important to note that he did not go back to work with medical restrictions. He ended up back to work fully, fully released, yeah, full fully duty, released. full yep. active duty. You, you yeah. know, it did. It, it, it was a... It was not very easy. It was a fight. It but was. I still had to. Yeah. I got to go back. So. But you did it. You Holy got there. Running and... into burning buildings and like <laughs> yeah. throwing somebody yep. over your shoulder and carrying them out after having a massive MI that killed you a couple times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We I, love fire. I mean, firefighters, you guys are, I've said this, I'll tell anybody who, who will listen that firefighters are my favorite people. <laughs> like, honestly, fuck the rest of <sighs> Well, I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> you guys are the bravest. I mean, literally, you run into buildings that are a thousand degrees to pull out anybody and everything. I saw a video the other day of them giving there was like no there was nobody in the building, but a cat who was suffocating from or suffering from smoke inhalation, and they they're bagging the cat. Like Aww. that is, and as someone who has three cats, one is sitting next to me. It, um, <laughs> it was it was it's really heartwarming. I think you guys are. A special breed of people and there's not enough credit given to you guys so thank you well thank you, you chief for coming on I, I appreciate it um i know you have uh something to get back to so we we uh, won't take too much more of your time up uh, good to see you danny yeah see you. great to see you That's we love our no we love our miracle walking danny miller and i don't care how much you hate it i'm always going to refer to you as that now and you're always going to be danny miller yep <laughs> all right retirement dan we love you Thanks, love you bye, bye. You know, um, the the you, something that was brought up, and again, we have to kind of like discuss some educational points on yeah. things since we are, you know, here is the you you had the uh, tamponade differential and stuff, and describing that, you know, there there's definitely reversible causes of cardiac arrest out there, right? We call them H's and T's. Yeah. Jason, name the H's. I love putting Jason on the spot. Uh, hypoxia, hypothermia, hydrogen ion. Uh, hypovolemia and uh, not hypoglycemia. I know that's one, but I guess no. Yeah. Hypo, hypo, uh, hippo, hypo, hippo, uh, <laughs> hypokalemia. Yeah. Hyper, so hypokalemia. Yeah. So then you know, and then the T's. You got the attention pneumo, right? Tamponade, uh, trauma. They say trauma there. Thrombus. You know, toxins. Thrombus. 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 Thomas, that's how you say it in Spanish. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and toxins. Um, and, and, you know, the tamponade differential is one of those that you, you, we go, what are the signs and symptoms of a tamponade? People go muffled heart sounds, um, JVD, you know, hypotension, you know, narrowing pulse pressure, you know, all those signs of, you know, obstructive shock. 
But when you're cardiac arrest, you're not going to get the muffled heart sounds or any of that stuff. Yeah, no one's going to be not beating. Yeah, nobody's yeah. going to be checking yeah. that either. I really, <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. From the educational side of this, I genuinely hope that when they get answers to what happened to him, that it is released and it is yeah, it's public and it is something that people can learn from. Jody just posted a comment that said um, she found an interesting story that Demar had an issue with a hernia repair and surgical mesh being placed. When man, they also I, I don't know. So it makes me you know there's so much speculation about what it could be and. You know, you always see the surgical mesh thing. Or something. Jody, that Jody right there is the reason that we're all here talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I am beyond excited and proud of her that she, you know, used her brain power and put all of this together. And, yeah. you know, this is just as much a win social media wise for her as it is for yeah. us. And yeah. I we give mo all the credit to her, and yeah. of course she's humble and she yeah. shares it. And yeah. you know, and it's uh, not, the biggest thing here. You know, as the road return, the rescue company won, and it's a team effort. Everything it we is. do here is a team effort, and it's not just you know one person or two. Yeah. It's just a you know, it's a, there ain't a lot of us, but there's a tight knit group of people. <laughs> We're and, a family. And then you know, people like Jody, man, she goes out and she she finds yeah. the uh, the 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 forces out there in the the, the collaborators and the people that, you know, and brings every, she's the cheese in the pizza. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't say it very often, yeah. but Jody and I did have a difference of opinion on how to approach yeah. this. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jody wins. She was right. You know, <laughs> there, now, there's one thing Jody, when we, we talked to Jody earlier and, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll get those, uh, those, uh, uh, we, we pre-recorded stuff that we did earlier up. But, you know, football is an important thing to the to, to America. The United States, is football is one of those important yeah. things. And, you know, the, the history of football, how it becomes. But you know that it, people dying on the field was a reason that football almost went away in the, in the early 1900s. And in, in uh, uh, Roosevelt actually brought, instituted the forward pass. Congressional yeah. meet hearings were had about this and, you know, Football rules were changed, and that's how people, how football today, we come to know it as what it is, you know? Doing so, so it's, it's super important. And, It'll and be. I feel like he needs to make fun of me for a second. Who what's does? happening here? What? Because I said that she was right and I was wrong. Oh. I feel like you have something to say about uh, so that. So, <laughs> one of the things, like, growing up and playing sports like you have, yep. um, has there been anybody that has, has died in... in sports with you now because i know there was a there was a very very talented guy that played every sport in high school um he was he was black guy but he was he was skinny he was kind of short but he, man he could catch the ball no matter how hard somebody threw it he was so fast he could catch the ball and at some point th during a, a basketball game he died What's and, uh, who, who talking in high school uh, yeah and in, in high school yeah Wow. The, uh, his his last name was Quashi. Yeah. Out of Umatilla. Yes, I remember that. Do you really? Yeah. It, it was the that, it's the craziest thing because yeah. he uh he was an amazing athlete. Like yep. crazy. And for him for him to just die that out of, out of nowhere, what makes you wonder if could it be something like this? What, what could that have been, you know, his issue? That sickle cell could be a number of things, man. Yeah. We don't know. Like that's the yeah. thing. We anything we say now is speculation, right? And like, um, I'm what we see. We don't know. Like till 
you know, tests being done and everything. You know, you had the UCF player drop dead during uh, yep. um, uh, practice, yep. you know, like they were doing two, two a days. And he ended up being, you know, hyperthermic, you know, not knowing he had a history of sickle cell. Yeah, he stroked out. Yeah. You know, and it's just there's so much that could happen on the football field or or it, any field or, or any sport. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how if it was um, what we're saying. Komodo Cortis, yeah. Komodo Dragon. That's what I called it. Um, it'll be interesting because I've heard of this happening in like Little League or high school baseball yep. when yeah. a kid gets yep. hit in the chest by yep. an errant pitch Yep. and they started wearing chest plates. Mm-hmm. So it'll be yep. interesting to see how the leagues, football, basketball, all of them will change their safety requirements, their equipment to then maybe prevent in the future this from happening again. Well, I mean, one of the biggest things that I think we get out of this is teaching more people CPR, making sure that more people understand that, you know, just because somebody falls down doesn't mean that they're joking or playing or like they're, they could actually be really yeah. injured yeah. and they yeah. need, and they need some help. And then AEDs, AEDs yeah. should be everywhere on every street corner. Yeah. You know, what's have- interesting is here in Florida um, for, um, patients that are in assisted living, assisted livings don't have to have AEDs. It's crazy to me. Like yeah. nursing yeah. homes do not have to have AEDs. That's so crazy. That so sounds- the other thing that I think is really important to like address is having these kinds of conversations about oh, do you want CPR, like with your elderly families. And like yeah. this has been my soapbox for years. <laughs> Aren't we related? Worked- we might be like you having, look like I mean, it. We, could, I mean, we might be my long lost sister over here. I think um, so. <laughs> but like having done, I've I've done some really traumatic codes. But I remember having to do mm-hmm. one on like a ninety year old who was Ugh. supposed to go home the next day. Yeah. And I remember she had a C two fracture. I remember coming in and being like, "She's a bull code. Like she was eighty pounds soaking wet." And I was like, "She's gonna die tonight. I know she's gonna die." She wasn't on the monitor. She was going home in the morning yeah. and the nurse that I was getting report from, she was like, she's fine. Don't say that. She's like, she's totally okay. Like she's going home and sure as shit. Yeah, she at went midnight, home. She's not she went home. Yeah. She went to Jesus. She, yeah. she peed the bed. We were turning her and she was talking to us and we turned her back. Like she had the C collar on, you know, yep. and we were still supporting the neck and I turned her back and I looked at her and it was like, she changed. You can see the change. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, to, I looked at my coworker. I said, yo, is she breathing? And he put his face down. Goes, nope. Dude, no. <laughs> but, no. Like, I really don't want, I literally looked at her. I was like, I really don't want to do this to you, sweetie. I'm so sorry. Co- like, hit the code button, threw the backboard under her and immediately on the chest. And I just felt everything Horrible. break. Oh. Yeah. And then the, the ribs rubbing against each other and a, just a massive hematoma formed and then she turned to mush and the docs came in and the attending was like is she a full code and i was like yeah and she was like this is cruel mm-hmm. somebody called the family and the family eventually showed up we got her back sent her the unit oh. just maxed out on pressers family saw her code down there they came in like an hour later they came up to get her stuff before going to see her i was like get the fuck downstairs and she, they were like once they saw one round of cpr they were like done yeah. but this is the thing is like every single patient needs to have this conversation as you and I would really wish that they would stop calling it a do not resuscitate order or DNR and call it allow natural death because everybody deserves to die with dignity we were just talking about this um 
regarding like animals, how it's yeah. um, we, we give them more we, dignity than yes. they, so much they get so much more dignity, so much more respect. They're not forced to suffer. Yeah. Yet this 80 pound lady who is you, you know, she's tired. She's she's done. I can't yeah. tell you how many of those codes I've done. Yeah, we see it all it the time. It is horrible. I hate the people that do have the the do not resuscitate form, and the family decides to not honor. Oh, I have oh, only that's seen the worst. I have only seen yeah. one doctor in my twenty five year career honor a DNR that a family has tried to rescind. Yeah, like one. you know, having the family rescinded and do stuff, and it's it's nuts. that's not what the patient wanted. No, yeah. it's not what they wanted, and why do it? Yeah, know? they don't give a DNR out just because. Like right. it, it, it's a legitimate reason yeah. that they give it out. Yeah. So let's honor the the wishes of that person. Signed by I a couple doctors a, and everything. Yeah. Right. yeah, I work with an ICU doc when a patient who was in like end stage liver, confused, tied down the whole nine, and the family was like you know, keep going. He wasn't going to get a transplant and the, you know, everything was, he's shutting down and the ICU doc said, I will not resuscitate him. Good for that. I I won't. Thank God. She, she has graduated fellowship. She was one of like, when, if I knew she was on, I was, she was awesome. Shout out Dr. Rose. Like she was fucking rad. Yeah. That is awesome. He was rad. Um, so wherever she is, she's listening. Yeah. Out there. So um, the American Heart Association sent out like a mass email um, to everyone that's registered through them um, in regard to the DeMar Hamlin situation, because obviously, you know, what saved him? High quality CPR. CPR. Yeah, absolutely. Or just plain CPR. They kept it. They kept pumping on his chest. If that was all they were able to do, then that would have made a difference. Um, So a couple of the things that they included in this email, I thought were just good to share. And we're also I'm going to send them to Miss Jody to post on our page. Um, what is cardiac arrest and why is CPR and AED so important? Cardiac arrest is when the heart stops abruptly with little or no warning. Early recognition of cardiac arrest improves the person's chance of survival and is key to starting the correct care of CPR and the appropriate use of defibrillation to restart the heart. CPR can help keep the heart pumping and blood flowing to vital organs until an electrical shock from a defibrillator is available to restore the heart to a normal rhythm. So right there, it pump the chest. You're still doing something. You might not think you are because they're not like doing that <gasps> and they're awake and oh my God, you saved my life. Like it's not, that's not going to happen. No. But well, you are may, still, but probably not. But you're doing something. Yeah. You're moving blood and you're hopefully making it so that other organs in their body are not dying. Absolutely. Um, and I had seen another um, statistic from physicians in regard to him that were sharing that every minute you are without that blood flow you gain a seven to ten percent more chance of not recovering fully yeah so the fact that this guy and our you know our own our own guy is fully there like neurologically healed you know this guy this kid only two days he took a two-day nap and then he got on the phone with his teammates and he's and part, and part of that was forced. Like they sedated him so oh, that yeah, he, you know, so that I mean, he was out. They cooled him. Yeah. I don't really yeah. want to go through the CPR thing, but two day nap sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last thing from the AHA was what do you need to know about CPR? Each year in the United States, an estimated 350,000 people experience sudden cardiac arrest in the community. 
Roughly 70% of cardiac arrests that do not happen in the hospital occur in homes and private residences. Therefore, a friend or family member is most likely to be the person who needs to take action. CPR, especially if performed immediately, can double or triple a cardiac arrest victim's chance of survival. Absolutely. So it's important for everybody to know something. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, you know, we're not saying that every person needs to know exactly high quality CPR and how to do it sure as a provider or whatever, but you need to know something. Um, and, and the American heart offers so many different options. Oh yeah. For yeah. So you, everybody. Uh, everybody, Oh, I don't want to put my mouth on them. You don't that, have to. That, that, you don't have to. That's, that's, that's an old thing. Yeah. That's old. We don't, don't teach do that, that anymore. anymore. Yeah. Compressions only, you know, yeah. and it, it, the important part is being on the chest, uh, keep minimizing the interruptions to Don't. the compressions and allowing that good recoil. That's just that whole high quality portion of it. If you don't, don't stop for a long period yeah. of time. No. And if you don't know how to breathe for the patient, you, you're only going to do worse. You're, you're only right. going to damage. So, hey, don't lip just lock them. The if that makes you grosses you out and just press on the chest. And I'm really right. interested and hopeful for what you were talking about. I think that CPR should be in schools. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you that uh, again. I'm one Driver's of those. Dudes, ed. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those dudes that sits there at these legislative meetings and stuff mm-hmm. like that and pays attention to the little details. And then people tell me, "Oh, that's, that's not really happening." I'm like, "Well, the fuck it ain't. Let's look it up." You know, my fifth, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my 15 year old, almost 15 year old, was babysitting our friends' kids the other day. Yeah, um, three you little a 15 ones. 15 year old, first of all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, and he calls me like in the middle of the day, everything's totally fine. I had been checking on him cause I was like, Oh my God, this yeah. is, this is horrible. The youngest one's three. So yeah. come on. And he goes, mom, this is great. And everything's going fine, but you need to let me talk to uncle Carlos cause he needs to teach me how to do CPR <laughs> yeah. so I can keep yeah. doing this. And yeah. that way, in case one of these little monsters does something, yeah, I'm good. I can save them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like especially that. with little ones, like Yes. Yeah. for the Heimlich and all. Yes, more of that, that than anything. Anymore, yeah. My 12 year old knows shit how to in their do mouth. It. Yeah. I, you know, you mine, mine doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to get them in there. But, you know? but I think it's amazing that it's something that is, it is out there a little bit more now. And he is aware that it is a thing and he wants to learn it. So, you yeah. know, yeah. one year for um, Halloween, we had to do a trunk or treat for the kids' school. And um, we brought CPR mannequins <laughs> and had the kids practice on the nice. CPR mannequins that's to get awesome. candy. That's cool. And I that's something that. simple. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. simple to do. And, mm-hmm. and they yeah. probably loved it. They did. They probably will never forget it either. That's a core memory. Yeah, yeah. that is a core <laughs> memory. That. And, sure and that, that is why Zoe knows CPR, because she showed so many people how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, awesome. a little story here to go into a little something that I know I think uh, uh, birthday buddy here wants to uh, b- talk about. But prior to this particular uh, Monday night football game and this happening in there, one of the most iconic, you know, they've made a movie about this thing and everything, scenes from injuries from football is the uh, Joel Theismann hit by Lawrence Taylor. Okay. So we were just, for some reason that came up on Sunday, we had Sunday dinner at my house. And uh, Sunday dinner at my house, we were talking about the Joe Theismann hit with uh, Lawrence Taylor hits him. And uh, that, like, as as a tackle happens, Lawrence Taylor already knows this guy's leg. Something's wrong with this dude's leg. And he, you know, he's signaling for the stretcher brings uh, to bring out the Joe Theismann, you know, and stuff. So, and then this Monday night football hit happens, which is, I'm like, man, we were just talking about something like this, right? 
you know, if you've never seen the movie The Blind Side, watch The Blind Side. Starts oh, great off, movie. Starts off with that hit. Best that's movie it. ever. That's the hit that, that kind of creates the, this whole thing. Um, Lauren, the, the effect on Lawrence Taylor was huge. So Lawrence Taylor, you know, it played for the Giants. Joe Diamond played mm-hmm. for the Redskins. And there's this rivalry and every, all this everything. Joe Theismann had the football. Lawrence Taylor did his job and he hit him. He hits Lawrence Th- uh, 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 Joe Theismann, and that was the last football game Joe Theismann ever played. Yeah, that it was one of those things that affected you know uh, uh, LT for a long time. He's talked about it. He's been yeah. you know on stuff and uh, uh, Ty Diggs. Like how does you know? And this could very easily be Demar Hamlin's last game. The, or this yeah. could yeah. Ho- you know hopefully not. Hopefully not, know. but it know. could be. Yeah. you don't know that. Yeah. So I did. I saw a post earlier that we were talking about. Um, and people were talking about T. Higgins, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals player, who was the one that hit him. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know this. He went to the hospital. Never left. He didn't leave till he woke up. So and I, I mean, someone needs to like check on that that man. Yes. Absolutely. I, you know, yes. that's the, that's what this person was saying is I can't imagine being in his shoes, replaying that moment no. over and over again in his head that he was the last one whose body had contact with Hamlin before he went down. This man needs to be showered with prayer, love, and mercy. Any of us could cause accidental harm to another, leaving us riddled with unbridled guilt for the rest of our life. So tonight, let's include Higgins in our prayers as well. He needs just as much healing and comfort as the Hamlins do. He sure does. And you know, again, maybe I'm just like jaded by the fact that I love this game so much. And it's given me the opportunity to be here in front of this microphone talking to you guys came from the, the plane, this got this fucking football game, man. I, and and like, it gave me so many opportunities. It showed me how to be part of a team. It showed me everything. But when you look at these, these guys playing in the NFL, they're living out their dreams Yeah. on top of living out the result of years of hard work. Yeah. It's not easy. You know, the years of hard work. And, and when these guys, these guys are going at it, a hundred percent for our entertainment. Yeah. Right. Like they're sitting there entertaining us, the, the sports fan putting their, their life in danger every time. And they I are. think if anything, this situation also illustrates is the fact that they are, you know, vulnerable to injury. They are uh, out there and it's like, it's just not child's play, man. It is mm-hmm. a kid's game. If some asshole wants to call it that, but Come play this kid's game at that level. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, the best of the best of the best. You know, getting hit by Mac truck. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, I remember like it was yesterday we were playing uh, this team. Uh, uh, I played semi pro ball here, the team in Orlando. And, and uh, we went up to play a team in uh, Charlotte. And the Charlotte team had four uh, Panthers. Like, they weren't like starters on the Panthers, but they were good enough to be on that NFL team. Right. And these are big guys. They're linemen. But I remember one guy was faster than our fastest guy on our team. And he is <laughs> 10 times the size of that. Yeah. You imagine, you know, a 300-pound man that can move fat <laughs> at that fast <laughs> yeah. coming at you? Yeah. Freight train. Yeah. It's a freight train. And then you look at, you know, these the, the, the smaller guys that are in the NFL are just artists at the game. And being able to be in the right position at the right time and being able to hit safely – I think, you know, the NFL gets a bad rap, but it's done a lot of stuff to make the game safer. It has. Right? It has a lot of, you know, mitigated the difference of hits. They've added rules to protect people, you know. 
I just don't want this to be turned into a beat up on the NFL thing at the end yeah, of the I day. Yeah, I don't think it should. And you got to understand that the NFL gives, you know, a guy like, you know, Higgins and, you know, uh, um, any, any other, you know, any of them are any of these other guys on the field out there. This is the thing. They like gave them the opportunity to go out and do good for others. Yeah. yeah. There's platform. Yeah. There's 10 players in that uh, on that hit uh, when that and that during that one particular play is one of the things I saw was reading earlier. There's 10 guys there with charities that provide millions of dollars. To, so that's amazing. This to specific kid, Damar Hamlin, he mm-hmm. had started a charity for children in his hometown of McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania, who it was a toy drive. He only, he had the goal set low. He's had it up for two years. And I don't even think it was at the goal if I remember what I read correctly. But the goal was only $2,500. Since this happened, his GoFundMe for that toy drive for those kids is over $7 million. Thank God. Wow. Unbelievable. And the family, you know, the family's posting about it. They're acknowledging it and being fully transparent and saying, you know, we don't necessarily need $7 million for all of these kids, but we want to support this charity and this charity and consider, you know, not donating to us anymore, but here go to this other charity. So now not only are you bringing recognition to something like, high quality CPR and the fact that anybody can learn it and anybody should know it. Um, now you're bringing recognition to all these charities and this Absolutely. is a small town in Pennsylvania. Yeah, This kid That's was just, just trying to do something nice for the little for, kids for where he's from, you know, it's, where he's from. Yeah. It's, it's a testament to the type of person he is and his family. Like he was, I mean, I read that he, you know, his friends had died really young to gun violence yes. and, and his, oh, wow. his dad had to like, deal drugs just to make ends meet and yep. he didn't want that life he didn't want he wanted to take his family out of it and he didn't want kids in his neighborhood to to have that that's so, awesome so he started his charity and he's raising yeah. money to try and you know change that you know it's it's uh, uh looking up the towns that are close to where he's at you got like hershey pennsylvania mm-hmm. right i've been there yeah the chocolate people yeah. You know that that, that <laughs> most that the uh, the Mr. and Mrs. Hershey, uh, they never had children. They couldn't have children, oh. so every cent that they made with the Hershey goes to a Hershey's. Uh, there's a school that's for un- underprivileged kids, and you go there, and it's you know private school that uh, provides high level education, high level sports facilities in there. Oh wow! And they've turned over like uh, I think it was like 37 NFL players out of that book uh, come out of Hershey. Did they really? Yeah, some crazy thing like that. So you know, they, it 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 is one of those things that people should take away from is that uh, these guys they make millions, yeah. but they also give away millions. Jody yeah. just posted oh, a comment. You so. missed the um, one from Beth that the AHA has a YouTube channel that anybody can learn CPR on. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jody said last year, the NFL and its teams donated $500 million to charities nationwide. Yeah. They so give away millions. You know, yes, they make millions. They make a lot of money. But at least they're giving, they're it, giving back. it back to. They're giving it back. They're, you know, a lot of them have stories similar to that where they came from nothing and they came from a bad life and they wanted a way out and sports was their way out. Yeah. And when they get there and they are making millions, they're bringing other people out of it too. And that is an amazing thing. 
I think our uh, as our guest here, as we get ready to, uh, Jason's got the timer yeah. clock on. Ah. Yeah. I got uh, I got the uh, charity up too. Oh, for, it's at eight yeah. million. Uh, oh wow! Wow. Yeah. $8,079,120 raised of a $2,500 goal. Wow. You realize that if everybody that saw our post had donated just $1, right. where yeah. we'd be at? Yeah. Right. Just $1. It's, it's yep. crazy. I don't know. Like, uh, I think it'd be awesome to read the post, though, because we haven't done that. Oh, I can. Yeah, we can read it. Can, can uh, we read Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's a great idea. And before, uh, you know. I get we get the big hand. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, so, Lizzie? What what types of um, programs are there over in California where people can do CPR or um, are there? Is there any programs that they offer there are for free? Like a dime a dozen. There are so many different schools to to go and learn CPR. Um, I had to. So my, through my work, we have our own CPR program. It's not the AHA. It's through the own research that the university does. Um, but I had to get AHA certified for school. And you Google it, and there's so many. There's one in National City, which is another city in the county. Um, I mean, they're literally everywhere, and everybody should learn it. I wish that there were more instructors, to be honest, because I, I would love to learn how to be an instructor and then go to schools. Like, you, you know what? Families. You know what? The most interesting uh, thing that's happened to us here at the Rescue Company One in the last month or so <laughs> is uh, is that we had a call, and you know I'm gonna put these people on the spot because they need to know it. And now you know this is the thing. So we get a call from the uh, one of the student organizers for University of Central Florida Medical School. Mm-hmm. So they're the medic medical school students. The the third year students they're learning how to be learned doctors <laughs> and they basically had two hundred dollars is what they had to get like 30 13 people the 13 yeah. people that are about to go do their res their rotations they needed to have cpr and advanced cardiac life support but they couldn't afford to go do it no wow like they they couldn't afford to go do it they called us and they had no funding, and uh, what are we like? Do? Okay, what did we do, birthday buddy? Uh, we went and we taught that class. We taught that class and uh, paid an instructor. Yeah, gave them legitimate cards. Yeah. like yeah, like they, <laughs> they got AJ cards. cards. They got American Heart cards. Yes, and uh, was a phenomenal the, instructor. Yeah, yeah Mr. Corey, little he's got little hands. Yeah, um, pisses me off yeah, daily, but yeah. we got we love him. We love yeah, him. and uh, <laughs> very charismatic. He went and taught the class. Got paid to teach the class. Yeah, you know. Real equipment, we get rosters, real everything. Just kidding. and then um, we gave them cards, and we we didn't make a dollar. Like it cost me. A it do- cost it, us money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it cost. To put that class on. Yeah, but we were. We it's, had the opportunity that we could do it. We were in a position that we were able to do something like that. And the way I see it is. We They'll just invested in the lives. future, and we yeah. invested in people that could be your doctor Will. in the ER one day. Will be your doctor. Y- you know, I, yeah. yeah. It, you know, it, it's, <laughs> prevention is better than, I would rather be preventative and, yeah. and than reactionary. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah $2,100, by the way. Like, I can, you know, I'm not in, we're not in the position to throw away $2,100 every time we came around, but... But in that situation, the girl caught me right, right? And it was one of those, she (laughs) caught me at the right time. And then it was just one of those where I was like, man, what the fuck? Do I just tell them, turn these people, turn them away? Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but shame. Karma. Yeah. Shame on the fact that a multi million dollars 
the school with the second university with the yeah, second university second largest student body in the United States, by the way. Not only that, they do a lot of computer stuff that uh, makes a shit ton of money. Okay, so let's just talk about how much med school tuition is. Yeah. First (laughs) and foremost, like why is that not part of their Part of your right. Your freaking school. So people... They had to pay out of pocket if they... It's such bullshit. I know. I can't can't stand that. Yeah. (laughs) So buddy, read that post to me. So this was our viral post written by our new friend here, Lizzie. Um, <laughs> my long lost sister. <laughs> there is no forgetting the first person you ever see receive CPR. There is no forgetting the first person you perform CPR on. There is no forgetting the first person you lose despite your best efforts. There is no forgetting the first feeling of bones cracking and becoming mush while violently pumping on someone's chest a hundred times a minute. There's no forgetting that feeling when everyone in the room knows that it's time to give up, but you don't want to be the first one to admit it. There's no forgetting the guilt for being the first one to make the call. There's no forgetting the sound that the monitors and ventilators make before we click them off when a heart stops beating and the lungs stop breathing. There is no forgetting the first sight of fixed and empty eyes that stare into nothing. There is no forgetting the first time you have to tell a surviving family that despite all your efforts, you were unable to save their loved one. We always remember our first. They haunt our waking dreams and seep into our nightmares. But in order to survive and save the next life, we swallow them down and lock them far away in the deepest caverns of our soul. We always remember our first, but how many have we forgotten? To the millions of people that watched a young, strong, and athletic young man die, be violently resuscitated for 20 minutes on a field, then to see him be whisked off to an ICU, informed that he died and needed resuscitating again, and though he is alive, he is still in critical condition. You have every right to be traumatized. What happened on Monday was traumatic to every party involved. Damar Hamlin is 24 years old in peak physical condition and yet is in critical condition and we watched it all happen. Just remember that every day in the field and in hospitals all over the world, this scenario happens multiple times a day, sometimes to the same person. The people that perform these valiant efforts to save a life feel the same trauma, sadness, and disbelief as all those are feeling over Damar Hamlin. Our feelings are exponentiated to the point of numbness, disassociation, and really dark humor. We are just, which are just really mechanisms of survival and coping. If the shock and horror of the events at the Bills Bengals game have you shook up, please go find your closest healthcare worker and give them a big hug. It will go a long way. We feel this every single day. Amazing. That's going to give me goosebumps. I think that is amazingly written. And I just have to tell you that we are so thankful that you, you know, let Jody put this on our platform (laughs) and to share this because. We have gotten so many comments, not just comments on the page. We've gotten messages through Facebook. We've gotten messages on Instagram, through our website of people just saying thank you yeah. and how awesome you guys are for everything you do um, and everything you teach. You know, that's the big thing around here is, you know, you are doing it. You guys are all still in the field, but you're sharing everything you know. You you had a, a the, there was a comment from us a person that had CPR done to him. Yes, um, you remember yeah you that one handy there. Different because this is uh this this one like was crazy like yeah you never think about it too from the person that got the CPR you know. Um, you know, just really quick before you start that one up, mm-hmm. what's um what's crazy is that we have the mechanical devices now 
that can help with CPR because, okay. you know, it, because it, when we're doing it, we're doing, we could be doing it for 30 minutes or just depending on An where hour. you are. An yeah. hour. And there are people that because they're getting that really good quality are actually waking up during, so, during those compressions. Yeah. So they're like, um, I work at quite a few freestanding emergency departments as well. And, um, in the morning time, oftentimes there's only one or two nurses. So if a code comes in, they stay on those electronic. Yeah, yeah um, that's great. Yeah, and obviously, absolutely you know, until whatever happens. Until you get more hands. You know, uh, you don't you get know. more hands. A great. A well, you said in the morning, <laughs> like more people were coming. Okay, later. at eleven. So if you, if you show maybe it's ten fifty-five. I don't know. Here's the thing, man. A great life-saving device, and it's great technology, and it's awesome and stuff like that. Here's this is called. It works. It works awesome. Yeah. Here's Carlos's problem with it. The first few years you have this out, you you made enough money to give them now to give them away yes. to places that can't buy them. Oh yeah, give you them know, to rural hospitals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You know, Striker and uh, and uh, and you know, Physio Control and other, they don't sponsor the show, so they can go fuck themselves. Absolutely. You know, and, go you know, give those, them to those yeah, freestanding. Go yeah, give yeah. Them to them. You have enough money. You yeah. have enough money to, to do it. More than enough money. It's yeah. disgusting. Heather said the Lucas device is truly life-saving. We Absolutely. carry them on our ambulances, and yeah. I've had better patient outcomes more times than not. Well, I'm on yeah. the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Lucas well, device. I would hope so because, yeah. I mean, helic I've been in a, in a helicopter. I did a ride-along in a life flight. It's amazing. I would love to do that one day when yeah. I grow up. But um, <laughs> come on it, over. It's such, come a see tight, us. it's such a tight space, and, like, yeah. turbulence happens, and, and – that Lucas isn't going anywhere, mm -mm. but I don't think people realize how exhausting doing CPR, CPR is, is, which is why you switch out every, every two minutes. minutes. And yeah. there was one lady who had to do it on her husband for like 20 minutes oh. before oh. the medics showed up and she That's saved crazy. his life. Yeah. She's incredible. Like that yeah. is high quality CPR. Yeah. Um, so what were you saying that like, we have? Uh... I, I, there are so many comments on here and we, you know, it's been a really busy couple of days. Yeah. So I'm sorry to anybody who's commented that I'm not about to read your comment, but there are two that I found that really, really stuck out to me in the few that I was able to see. Um, the first one is being on the receiving end of CPR. I can say you don't remember who performed it, how many rescuers were involved, what they did, what tests were performed. And two days might be a complete blank. But my family and I are grateful to everyone involved for saving my life. That's, that's awesome. amazing. Oh, that's I, cry. you know, it's that's how it is. And some people, I think it's crazy that I didn't even think about that until Danny said it. How yeah. this kid remembers he was playing a football game. Yeah. yeah. Danny missed the whole two weeks. Yeah. Like, I, that's crazy to me. Um, another one, this one got me because it was a kid. Uh, my first was an eight-year-old girl who somehow fell under the cover of their in-ground pool in December. Oh. Mom found her and started CPR. We took over and transported her 20 minutes to the hospital. At upon returning, we couldn't leave the fire hall. Grown men standing there with tears on their faces. And two weeks later, we received a thank you card in her handwriting. What? <gasps> That's oh God! Freaking awesome! <laughs> and you know, I like that to that the is awesome. to the asshole that was pissed off about the post and us yeah, putting that stuff up himself. there. He can go yeah, fuck you himself. can go fuck himself. Yeah, you can go fuck himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking fire chief, suck my dick. Yeah, Sorry. that's the problem I have with some motherfuckers. You got to understand this. Like the, it, it, now in our world, Mister Tough Fireman, um, which you know probably runs a lot more medical calls than fires. Yeah. Um, 
is that we're able to give people a platform to share stuff that they don't get to share all the damn time. And if people don't get to share shit, comes out in a bad form. Probably like yeah, probably like the two assholes. uh, We gave those two assholes the ability to express their opinion, which is we did. It's cool, yeah. you know. We we didn't like take your opinion away either. It's up there for the world to see that yeah. you're an asshole, yep. and like you know, it's just <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't get enough hugs. And I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry nobody but, loves but, you enough. But, but, but you you, learn, you get burnt out. Yeah, but you are welcome for me giving you the platform to get your goddamn feelings out. And you know mm-hmm. what? I we have this mental health talk all the time. Yeah, we, we do, talk do about today. it every time we're on here. We talk about it in every meeting we have. Any chance we have, we talk yep. about this. And you know what? If we allow for a platform to yeah, we'll for leave. people to say how they feel, good or bad. I don't really care if it's good or bad because just like you just yeah. said, that guy he's got this tough shell yeah, on because yeah, yeah, he's old school <laughs> fireman. Well, now you just told us how you feel, though, so you let some of it go. Absolutely. I hope you feel better. Absolutely, man. You know, baby, what you got before we leave? Hmm. If you don't know CPR, please learn it. Shake your boobies at the TV thing there. (laughs) People can see it. You know, You You have a great rack. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Great rack. Thank you. And this is my new tattoo. Yeah, I can see it. Beautiful. Thank you, Manny. It looks amazing. We love love Manny. (laughs) Hippo, you've had a long day. I've had a very long day. Your hair is out of place. It is. Normally it's nice and combed yeah. and stuff. I'm all messed. You remind me of Danny, what's it? Danny McBride a little bit, Hippo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. Okay, oh, thank, you. thank you. Hey, uh, you know, if you have somebody that can teach you CPR or if you are able to teach somebody CPR, please do that because uh, this is a great example of what CPR can do and uh, you know it could be one of your family members it could be one of your friends that that you're saving one day it could be your eight-year-old daughter hard and fast on the chest yep hey buddy what you got (laughs) I I don't I always have so much I just don't even know what to pick but I am beyond thankful for the way that situation played out for this kid He's only 24 years old. He's got his whole life ahead of him. And now because there were people there and he was a bad thing happened to him in the right place at the right time. And those people were there and they saved his life. And I don't care what any assholes have to say on Facebook. Those people deserve all the praise and all the glory because they saved a kid. They saved someone's life. And now even if God forbid he doesn't go back to playing football, he still gets to live. Yeah. And he has a life and he will have a quality of life because he went no time. He had no downtime. Yeah. So he that's amazing. And CPR is important. It's near and dear to us. We've witnessed it, you know, firsthand what high quality CPR does. And it saved, you know, this hippo's best friend saved his life. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know what this world would be like without a Danny Miller in it. But it it goes a long way. And that's what we do. We teach it. We teach everybody. We teach all forms of it. And, you know, even if you don't know if it's for you or aren't sure you want to do it, hey, you know, send us a message. We will uh, we'll help you out. We'll, we'll accommodate we'll it. We'll figure we'll, it out. We'll entertain it. Yeah. Special guest, what you got to say? I just want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak to the rest company. Um, but honor your feelings. Honor the trauma. Recognize it. Speak about it. Give people hugs. 
and have these conversations. Do you want CPR? Do you not want CPR? Like, how do you want this to play out? Especially as you're with your elderly and sicker family yeah. members. I, I do. I do think that that's a topic that we need to bring you back for. We, I would yes. love. Yeah, back. yeah. I think the palliative care <laughs> and the approach to patients and stuff is, is super important. And I think yeah. that people need to see that ICU standpoint of it when you guys sit there and you code these people over and over and over. You know, yeah. so you know, you got a comment up there. Yeah. Mark Austin says LRN CPR. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. should know CPR. We did, we did record Mark Austin earlier, which is an awesome story about him uh, doing CPR and getting a Corvette for it. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to that this offline. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until <laughs> the next time. Until yeah. the yeah. next time. So, you know, um, as definitely, you know, there's a lot to be said about the, the, the way things, you know, have played out in to DeMar you know uh welcome back yeah we wish you, you know the best. Uh, and uh, and then hopefully you know um you know things go the way you wanted to go and you know sometimes you know not to uh, take away my brother with one eye bald jason marquez <laughs> you know uh you know god's plan god's plan b <laughs> Is better than your plan A. That's a true story. You know what I'm saying? If not like, me, then who? Then, psh, well, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a bunch of people on the football field did it. You know what I mean? They did it. And uh, but you know it's amazing. But it, I, I like that the the book of faces and the you know the grams of insta. Yeah, whatever those things are, you know, and the Jodies that exist out there allow information to flow. Yeah. Not information about selling a class or anything like that, but no, if you watch most of our posts, they ain't got nothing to do with that. That's not you what know, it's about. You know, this show ain't got nothing to do with that shit. Nope. And, and it's uh, it's basically giving people the ability to express themselves and have gain a little knowledge while they're doing it. Yeah. You know, out there. And uh, so, to those that we more. offend, well, go fuck yourself. I'll offend you again. Hashtag but, blessed. But to the people that were out there playing the you know playing the game, doing the job. If you do what you love, you don't work a day in your single life. And I've been a fortunate man that in, in a few days I will be 42 years old. I have never had to, you know, suck one for money. It's never happened. But I've enjoyed the work I've ever done. I've danced naked for people. I've, you know, sold different types of shit, you know, and I have, you know, uh, been able to help a lot of people and, um, and you know, teach people to help those people and those people have helped others and i feel that i've touched the world in an appropriate way non-child molester style so till the next time yeah next time uh, go fuck yourself bye <laughs> <laughs>